Welcome, everybody, to the Five Dirty Bikers Podcast. Konnichiwa, bitches. There it is. That's what I've been waiting for. That's what it's time for. Konnichiwa. How do you spell that? I have no idea. K-A-N-I-C-H-E-W-A. Isn't there a schwa in there? Well, hell, I don't know. I don't even know if that's how you spell it. Mike, what do you think is the most reliable motorcycle brand? I think Harley is the most reliable. It is. It is not. It is because it is reliable enough. I can guarantee you anyone that walks into a Harley Davidson dealership is going to get a 360 fucking. That is, that is a reliable fact. Goddamn reliable that fact. Is, right that, that is, is a most, reliable fact. No, I, I probably Japanese brands. I, and that's just being in all. They series. are the top three. Yeah. Where's Kawasaki sit in that? Kawasaki is third. It's Yamaha oh. star Suzuki Honda is number two. Kawasaki is third. Victory is fourth. Harley Davidson is fifth, and then Triumph, Ducati, BMW, and Can-Am. So Indian didn't even make that list. Well, it's a Can-Am, isn't it? Don't, Somebody's don't dipping. Is somebody dipping? That God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Microphone is sensitive. It's the Bonaphone, man. You it got, is. What do you got your gain set on? Eleven. No, man. I don't this, even know my little knob back here. This one goes up to 11. This one goes to 11. But no, it doesn't – Wouldn't I guess Indian really wouldn't fall under K&M. Well, no, because they're – That survey was – was that survey done? It was done in – it was published in 2015 and conducted oh. of 2014 motorcycles. Oh, okay. Wasn't it – Wait, so when did Indian come back around with the Can-Am, Polaris, whatever thing with a better motor? Oh, somebody what eating popcorn? Somebody's, somebody's getting in their, their can of popcorn. God damn it, man. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what, I'm a fucking mess. <laughs> but, you make noise stuff on the mattress, Tony. I do, man. <laughs> Jesus. Tony, you are going to be our Foley artist from now on. I'm, I'm telling you, man. God. You're good sound effects over there. I am all jacked some, up. I'm going to get you a box of maxi pads so you can make some shoes and gloves. <laughs> Put tampons on my fingers. Oh, that'd be good. Say, Tony, yeah. did you watch a movie this last week that you could review? I did not. Oh, damn it. Damn it. I need to, though. You need to watch I, Waiting I and review that. Yeah. All That's right. It. That's a good I'll, one. Waiting I'll is... watch that one. But you know, on back on this reliability thing. Reliability. If you if we once when I read further, it says the failure rate or the reliability does not equal happiness. Happiness well, or satisfaction. Well, what I'm what they said is they said the satisfaction rating of would people buy the same bike again and do it all over again? Would they do it? And the top three was Victory, Harley Davidson, and Honda. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, Harley Davidson's in there. Well, yeah, that's satisfaction is is a completely different thing than reliability because there's yeah. so many other factors. I mean, that goes into our brand loyalty conversation and every conversation we've had about motorcycles and the experience of riding. Just shoot my dreams down. Just shoot them. Down. So when it comes, 
so so when it comes to reliability harley is like seventh on the list they're fifth fifth out of ninth fifth seventh if they're not in the top three there ain't nothing well, um, it's true, but I'll tell you what, the Ducati and the BMW and the K&M, the Triumph. They're fucking hurting. I mean, yeah. the BMW's got a 40% failure rate. And a reputation to go along with that. Yes. Yes. And Ducati has a 33%. You know, what's really crazy is that there's a, whole, there's a motorcycle brand that listed number one in satisfaction that's not even around anymore. Is it J.D. Power and Associates? No, Victory. I mean, Victory's gone. Oh, yeah, Victory. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, that's the number one listed satisfaction, and that it doesn't even exist. Wasn't that a wasn't that a Honda product? Am I wrong on that? No, Victory was Victory, and then Polaris bought them out. Yeah. Oh, pretty sure. I I'm think you're right on that. Yep. Yeah, because rumor rumor is they're using um, some design stuff that Indians using some design stuff from Victory that that Victory had in their you know in their vaults. Sons of bitches. <laughs> when somebody says the words ride an Indian. I think of Pocahontas. That is so inappropriate. Mark. That's totes <laughs> inappropriate, but funny. So inappropriate. But I mean, when we're talking about reliability, you know, all bikes are going to break. Exactly. You know, all yeah. bikes, all bikes are going to break. And the bikes to me that when they do break is parts availability makes a huge difference you know what i mean exactly yeah. the bmw the ducati the triumph you're hosed on parts yeah it's going to take them a week to get it no yeah it's going to take forever are. to forever to get them but this all your... is a goddamn anomaly this is a kerfuffle well what the hell's the name of who's it who's it's Emily? a geographical oddity yeah it's two it. weeks from everywhere <laughs> it's two weeks from everywhere <laughs> what wait a minute but that i didn't mean god damn it i didn't get that Hold i, on. I didn't get that memo <laughs> fuck god damn it oh. i didn't think this was a one horse town but try to get a decent can of hair jelly <laughs> <laughs> such a good movie it's one of my favorites i love that movie speaking of movies have you guys ever watched that damn dinah show that's on tv that they man they just released it on netflix i don't know what the hell it's called but there are so many fucking dinas on that goddamn show <laughs> Dude, it's Dinah Heaven. <laughs> Is that what it's called? T-bars for the T-baggers. Oh, it's got it, T-bars too. Damn, it's got T-bars and fairings. And the fairings is to keep oh, the batwing action down when oh, you're T-bagging. You got to oh eliminate the batwing action while you're T-bagging. Dude, yeah. that's, that is... Mike, hmm. I got to know, because I don't think I've heard the story. What is the beef with the Dinah? Oh, I don't really have a beef with Dinah. I like Dinah, actually. Like <laughs> Let's just say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... No, let it, let it be gonna, told. Let I'm it gonna, be told. I like. A, go go ahead. ahead. God damn it! Stop. Stop talking, Dustin. <laughs> I'm done. No, it's all yours, buddy. No. What do you What do you got, Dustin? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna take a drink of beer. I okay. got a sack of dicks. Oh, bag of them. But Old bag. No, I don't. Dinos. Oh no. I. I guess my whole thing with the Dyna is when I owned a Sportster, that was the thing. Oh. You got a Sportster. They would talk to you until they found out you had a Sportster, and then it was like, oh. Should have should had a Dyna. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I should have had a Dyna. But then I would have had a slower motorcycle, and I ain't going to do that. The man just Food. doesn't like a Dyna. Foodily That's all who? there is to it. Say, I can send you a drawing of a baby doll, and you can show me where the Dyna touched you. 
Hopkins. Oh, I could definitely do that. <laughs> it was right in the groinal region. <laughs> Just a straight sack tap. Yeah. Yeah. That's why well, I don't you, like you didn't you didn't get that crap from any any bagger bros? What? No. The the the, the sportster dog. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why I make fun of baggers and all that stuff too. I just I hate on Dinah's more because they're basically riding a sportster with another like three and a half or four inches of frame. You know, that's my whole thing with them. Fair enough. That's Block had even said when he bought his uh his low rider, his low rider S. It's like Which one? Does he have a new one already? No, no, his his old <laughs> oh. low rider S. Right after oh. his uh, <laughs> watch bike now. Uh he said it was just like a big sportster. That's exactly how he put it. But is it reliable? Is it reliable? You're going to get fucked either way. Yeah. Well, you know, Tramp said he had a hundred thousand on his with yeah, no some trouble. Crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how how many times? Well, see, that's the thing though. With Tramp owning a motorcycle, it's a little bit different because reliability is like you know whatever because Tramp can work on something, but if you have to take it back to the dealer. How reliable is it? Well, I, I would say that eighty percent of the people that own a motorcycle go to the dealer for service. That's I yeah. Know. Yeah, probably. They need to, they need to learn how to wrench. <clears throat> well, see, need an I was manual. I was talking with somebody about outside of the motorcycling community who used to ride with yeah. her husband, and she she doesn't ride anymore, and she has no interest in riding. And I was talking to her that we were going to talk about this subject tonight. I mentioned that. I work on my, she talked about taking your bike to the mechanic after it's had failure as the consumer reports ah. study describes. And I yeah. said, if, if I have a failure, however you define that, I'm the one who's going to be fixing it. I'm the mechanic, whether that be such a, whether that be a quick fix or whether that be something bigger, every failure that I've had on my bike has been fixed by me or me and Tony. Yeah. So um, there's a, there's a big point in that. Like, yeah. Is is a failure or is reliability based on taking it into the dealer for those 80%? That is a that is I a good I, question. I was just joking about taking it into the dealer. I don't think that I mean yeah sure you may be joking about that but that's you that's actually, a big part of it. Really? Yeah. Well I think the mechanics are at least may be smart enough to fix motorcycles. No, I'm not saying that they're not, but there's a difference what I'm trying to get at is how we define Oh yeah. Reliability. Yeah. How we define it, failure. Do, like, do they consider a failure rate as something that person that owns that motorcycle fixed? Did, did they consider that in the survey of, have you had to fix anything on it? Exactly. Well, I mean, a failure could be a dead battery. Right. Exactly. It could be you something know? small like that, or right. it could be something big, like it could have seized up your motor or, or a That's fuel a pump issue. Yeah, the fuel pump issue. I see. The reason I don't, I, I hate these consumer report surveys or whatever is because they're wrong. Is exactly the, what consumer reports I, is. They're I mean, biased. I think there's, there's people they're that are culturally biased, biased, and there's people who lie. Say that again, Dustin. I think there's people that are biased, like like what Tony said, and I think there's people who lie too. Not everybody tells the truth. Oh, you mean the surveys motorcycle owners are not telling the truth about their bikes because they have a certain love for it or a certain hate for it? Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, true. Yeah, I but, think that's why. I, mean, like, I think that's they, why Harley got so high on the list. 
that could be. Well, but I think I, about I'm just the... wondering where they're getting where they're like if they they pick so many bikes, did they pick them all from just one region, or did they pick them from all over the world, all over the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, where are they where are they pulling these so many bikes that they're they're pony statistics from? They got. That is, I mean, what what bike in the lineup too? Because right, I'll be honest, the, the Iron 883 is a fucking workhorse. I mean, it would take a stick of dynamite to make that thing blow up. When we were first talking about this, or twenty thousand miles, or twenty thousand, twenty <laughs> twenty five thousand miles, Joe's bike That's, wasn't blown up. No, just it had, didn't blow. Just had uh, battery connection issues. Just had a just, battery issue. Just had the battery box falling out of it. <laughs> well, because that's, it that's not the motor. No, it ain't the motor. No, it ain't. That thing is damn reliable. But that's one thing I was thinking about when we first started talking about this. This issue is a lot more nuanced than brand. It's bikes within that brand. Some are worse than others. Like Ryan, you mentioned before one of the Dinas had the, the speed wobble issue, right? Yeah. Which yeah. one was that? All um, of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. So, I mean, that bike has a reputation for that speed wobble issue, whereas the 883 or the other Sportsters don't. That fucker's reliable as hell. The twin cams have the cam cam chain tensioner issue that can go out between 20 and 50,000 miles. Tramp and I were talking about it on the phone. That is a common once. issue. That's a huge issue that, that Maybe. he's had to deal with. That Maybe. and the exploding fucking clutch that you have in your bike, Joe. I'm so surprised that hasn't happened to me yet. That happened to Dan Dan the fireman and, and when he was at about 20,000 miles. I'm at... Well, like he was two. also scrambling that fucker up, too. That's, well, that's true, yeah. You know, Mike, you have the doohickey in your bike. Uh, I do have the doohickey. The doohickey. You know, that's the thing. Harley did not end up with the doohickey, but I think, I think that Harley must have gotten their parts from Kawasaki because Kawasaki had problems with the doohickey before Harley did. Mm -hmm. So I think, and, and I don't think Kawasaki told Harley about it, but they were buying their parts from the same people. That's why the cam, mm -hmm. cam chain tensioner things always go out in both bikes. The, well, the they don't now because they, because they have the M8 and because they don't make the KLR anymore. Well, yeah, the, it, it's over. Tell the, tell the fine people what you and uh, and Corey were talking about. You and Tramp were talking about Harley engines versus so, Kawasaki. Well, so that's the thing is, so me and Corey talking on the phone, hanging out. And Corey gave me, you know, Tramp gave me a compliment on my KLR. And I, I mean, just everybody else did there at the meet anyway. But um, he said that he thought maybe the KL the KLR bottom end later on I found out it was the bottom end the KLR engine with transmission case housing whatever bottom end was more reliable than a sportster yeah hmm. let that settle in yeah that's why that's why the long pause from all of us how do you so, feel about that uh, you know, I trust Corey because he's a smart dude and, you know, I haven't ridden my Sportster that much. I know I haven't had any issues with the transmission or shifting or, you know, nothing like that. I would say they both are right side by side. I would not put one over top of the other mm -hmm. and, and he might not have either. I mean, I, I don't, I, he might, you know, he might've meant it 
different. He might have meant it, that they are side by side. I don't, I don't necessarily know, but I thought that was a pretty bold statement coming from Corey, mm -hmm. and that just is a testament to the reliability of an import motorcycle. Well, if you think about it, the the Evo and that motor that's in the KLR. Both yes. those have been described as bulletproof. Yes. I mean, I don't know any other bikes where somebody can honestly say that that motor is bulletproof other than the KLR what, and the what Sportster I, and the Evo. What I, exactly, exactly. What I would like to know is if anyone, whether you subscribe now or whether you start listening to this podcast five years from now, has anyone taken a Sportster punched a hole in the bottom of it like by hitting something bottoming out whatever dumped the oil everywhere and fixed it with a soda can and jb weld i've only seen that done one place before i have too fort nine was it a fucking a macgyver episode <laughs> pretty it much was, it yeah. was ryan from uh that's his name isn't it joe yeah, yeah. fort nine fort nine and he was his, his video is uh, killing the unkillable KLR or mm -hmm. whatever. And he's out and he's, he's going over the, <laughs> the pros and cons of it. And he's out in this lake bed jumping and he jumps over this big rock. Well, when he comes down, of course, the suspension is made of, you know, air or something because it doesn't stop anything on that bike. But it like uh, came down and the belly pan smack or the bottom of the motor smacked the a crowned rock that was down there and punched a hole about, I don't know, half the size of a baseball, maybe the size of a baseball in the case. And he uh, was all upset about it. And then he came back with a can of, you know, he had a soda can or whatever and some JB weld and he JB welded the bottom of the motor and put oil in it, started it up and drove it away. Fucker ran again. Yep. Wow. For how long we do not know. Well, the very next episode was them uh, rebuilding. The bike was yeah, rebuilding it. But I mean, yeah, you're going to need to rebuild something if something like that's going to happen. But well, the point is, he got out of the wilderness, JB welding a beer can to the fucking bottom of the of the engine case. Yeah, well, he was able to drive it off of the screen. But if you listen to the video and how he starts it up and puts it in gear and goes, it sounded like every other time he started it up and put it in gear and went yeah i mean it didn't sound like it was uh you know had some type of you know gear that was messed up or anything else i mean we don't know the whole story necessarily that's the that's the beauty of video right but i would almost be willing to attest that you know he was able to because <laughs> I, I mean it showed him with a oh what did he have on there that he was trying to dry it with oh a, a lighter he had a lighter and something blocking the wind because it was like really cold out and he was trying to get it to set up JB welding a Coke can or a soda can, beer can, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I don't, is that a testament to Kawasaki or just that bike? I mean, I, to Tony's point, like it's, I think it's, it's a testament to his ingenuity. Well, that, that mm -hmm. definitely. Right. But it's, is it brand or is it that specific bike? You know, I mean, I that, well, where was he when this happened? He was in the British Columbian wilderness. 
So he he's somewhere where a dine is not going to go. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. no, it's yeah, it was not going. No, there. it was off road. I think that when it comes to reliability, manufacturers have their good bikes and their bad bikes. They have stuff that, mm-hmm. okay, look, we put we put this idea out. Hey, it's not a great idea. Depending on the year, that would depend on their reliability. Technically, if you took a you know, I understand it's four years, but if you took a four-year span and they had started out with a bike one year and sold three years of them and realized, oh, okay, we're having an issue with whatever, we're going to discontinue the model. Mm-hmm. Four years, you would have had that same model for three of those years. Uh, in the manufacturing world, you, you look for a 10% uh, fail rate, basically. Mm-hmm. 10% of everything you produce is going to be bad. Of anything. Of anything. It doesn't matter. It's maybe not a fair comparison, but in two different, you know, two different motorcycle brands, three different bikes that I've owned and about 10 years of ownership. Right. Of those motorcycles, you know, one was a Kawasaki and two Harleys. I can tell you, I put way more money into cars during that same time than mm-hmm. I did any of my motorcycles. That's true for me. I, I will 100% way- agree. Yeah. I... <laughs> You know, I said this, um, there was, it was your video that you put out, Joe, on YouTube. That narrows it down. <laughs> There's not many your of those. Latest, your latest episode, I don't exactly know what the, what the, the D-cell number pop? of it. How to get yeah. rid of D-cell pop, pop in pop, a Harley-Davidson. Pop, yeah, the, the Pockern, the Pockern video. The Pockern one. Um, but there was someone who, con- or was that Tony's? No, that was Tony's video about uh, uh, brand loyalty or reliability or something, wasn't it? Uh, there was a guy that commented about Harley's, you know, being way down the list or whatever. But if you consider Harley as a whole and you're talking reliability or anything that you're going to survey them on, they're, I would like to know per capita motorcycles owned. How many of them are out there? How many of them are out there yeah. that, it, it, you know, in any given city or whatever, if you, if you were to go, if I was to go out here and make a, if I was to go out here and take a survey and ask a hundred people, man, uh, would you buy another motorcycle from the dealership again? Not asking them brand or nothing. Yes, no, whatever. But 92, 95% of the people that live around here ride Harleys. I mean, that's just it. So if you ask 100 people and 90 of them own Harleys or whatever, I mean, yeah, I know BMW is down further on the list, but that's what I'm getting at is is that the actual data. Okay. Of how many people, how many bikes are at? Because if there's 10,000 Harleys out there and 100 Yamahas, yeah. Then and that's, it's, and that's it's it. not going to be, it's not a fair comparison. I feel there, like. there has to be a controlled survey done because otherwise this is just a damn nine millimeter versus a 40 caliber argument. And I, man, they all fail. That's the reason they have service departments. Yeah. It right? doesn't, it that, doesn't that's matter. The thing. They all break, you yeah. know, their, their motors and shit goes wrong. To yeah. me, the biggest thing is parts availability. Yeah. That's why exactly. I hate these consumer report things. I think they're bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think uh, I, I think so. Too. And the study's four they years old. They can eat old. a sack of dicks. <clears throat> the study's four years old too. I mean, companies have released new motors since then. I mean, yeah. new All motors, companies. new bikes, right? Different, yeah. Yeah. Now I don't know. I don't know if you guys have ever fi- found out what the reliability of the M8 has been since its release. I can't find any data on that now. Yeah, uh, you probably won't find. It's not old enough. Yeah. No. Well, here let's let's get back to the KLR and the the Evo discussion. These guys have been making these bikes for a long time. Mike, how long has the KLR been been? I mean, those two engines are at least thirty years old. Right. So the yeah. the Evo is since eighty six, right? Yeah. And the and the KLR motor has been made since eighty seven. Yeah. So these fuckers have been made forever. So they've had a long time to get it right. Exactly. Yes. And the thing is, is they haven't changed much on those engines. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they now they changed. So like the evolution. Well, uh, there's been little tweaks like oil, here and well, there. Well, the oil filter, you know, because you had a drop in canister oil filter versus a spin on oil filter. Yeah, and then they added. Um, uh, fuel injection right it went from a solid mount to a rubber mount i mean there's been slight variances mm-hmm. but the kawasaki klr it been... had <clears throat> it's had parts that were redesigned but it's essentially the same case yeah and same frame and same suspension and same everything well that that kind of blows what i'm saying out of the water a bit maybe because as kawasaki as a brand are they better at reliability then because they haven't changed that motor whereas the Evo has been changed, minor tweaks. Or well, they uh, had to rubber mount it because if they didn't, it shook your fucking teeth loose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a, a vibrating <laughs> son of a bitch, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know about that. I never. I have never ridden a uh, solid mount framed motorcycle. We need oh, my M8 solid mount. What, right, but yeah. you had to remember they engineered just the right amount of vibration in that motor. Yeah, they did. Well, all the soft tails were solid mount, including like the old, the old, like the old soft tails with the twin cam. Oh, okay. The twin cam? No, no. Yeah. Blo- oh, that's oh, that's soft tails. The, the soft tail blocked. line was oh, it's always been a hard mounted engine, frame mounted engine. Well, I'll be damned. I'll be well, shit on a stick. Well, you know, if I locked Harley. I would know that. You would you would know that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Kawasaki man. You are I, a Kawasaki. I drink, you're a Kawasaki man. I drink the team green Kool-Aid. Well, the Kawasaki's a hell of a motorcycle. It sure I do is. Have, I, I do have the Kawakuzi here. I gotta put this around my beer. <laughs> I know you love your Kawakuzi. I love my Kawakuzi. So it's let me ask one. you this, Mike, because I haven't had to do it. When you go to the Kawasaki dealer, do they have parts readily available for you? Uh yes except for a pilot jet. But I mean, they can get them within a reasonable amount of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. They can order it and have it, you know, within a day or, you know, if, if if their local parts supplier has it and they've got a, like a hub run or something like that, then yeah, they can get it same day. Yeah, see, that's that's a huge thing for customer satisfaction to be able to get parts. I keep going back to parts because like BMW, something breaks. I mean, that some bitch has got to come over on a fucking tugboat. Yeah. I mean, exactly. you could be waiting a month for it. <laughs> you got to wait on Sven to be able to make it. Yeah. I mean, that some bitch has to go through customs on a tugboat yeah. and everything else. The thing is, <laughs> if your bike breaks, if you're able to get it back within a day or two, if you take it in for right. service, or you're waiting on a part for six weeks. Here's something that I also. That's want. an ass chapper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
I, I straight Especially up. if you have a small or a short riding season. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Or a small ass. <laughs> and no chapstick. And no no chap. Yeah. You know, the butt the butt hurt is real. That shall not shall not stand. <laughs> that aggression will not stand, man. No. You no. shall not pass. Oh. Mark at zero. <laughs> <laughs> but so and here's the thing that, that the listeners can do. So Harley is so controlled on their parts generally that like you go on eBay, you can find Harley parts. But if you go on Amazon, I don't necessarily know if they sell factory Harley parts on there. I'm sure they do. I haven't been able to see them. Most I've of the factory seen. stuff has to come from a dealer. Yeah, I've never seen it right. on Amazon. Yeah. But Kawasaki, I could buy their filters. I can buy anything OEM from any aftermarket supplier. Interesting. That like is, Revzilla, well, you can get... If I get on Revzilla, Revzilla's got a slew of OEM parts. Amazon, mm. eBay, they've all got OEM parts, Kawasaki bags, part numbers, whole nine yards that, you know, you can pick up. And that's that's the thing is I, I, I but that doesn't really go down to reliability or anything like that. But to me, it goes back into your whole parts availability and being able to fix I, yeah, I want to be able to get my hands on parts. So, Mike, yeah. is that is that just with your KLR? Like, if you owned a Vulcan, could you do the same thing? Go to Amazon and buy the same parts for the Vulcan or a Ninja or whatever else that's Kawasaki? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I, w- I would have to – I would actually have to do research to give you actual factual information. But, you know, for – You have to put your millennial hat on. Ah, no. <laughs> You're a millennial. But as far as like aftermarket parts go, I don't know of any motorcycle man- manufacturer other than Harley that has such a broad spectrum of aftermarket. For for the entire brand as a whole. For the entire brand as a whole. I mean, uh, you worry. can find a part. It may not be an OEM part, but somebody's making the part. Yeah. yeah. But is that, do they sell aftermarket parts because the owner is unhappy of the way that it came from the factory. Well, either that is a lack of, is a lack, right. But is a lack of aftermarket parts better because it was better equipped from the factory? No, Mike, I just think that's human nature. We do that to our cars. We do it to our houses. We make it our own. I I get that. I get that. I mean, yeah, you're doing that yourself, Mike. I mean, Ryan's point's a good one. You do it. Yeah. with with your Kawasaki with the the Kawas the, the dash what is it called what's the dash called it's the dash the, the dash yes, it's the console a, it's but there's a, a specific no, it, oh it's called a cockpit the, cockpit. the fairing cockpit um it's the thing that I installed on my the dash that I installed on my KLR is made by a company called KLR dash D A S H and one guy invented it, and it's www.klr-dot.com. I got no, a team. But there's a huge TV. following for those KLRs too, man. There's a huge aftermarket on those things. Yeah, there is. There is. Yeah, it's a, there's a huge following for those bikes. They're slow and they're heavy, and they're not perfect at any one thing, but they are great at everything. Except for that last point you just described to Dinah. <laughs> yes we talking about what did i say <laughs> so your three points again except for the last one 
I'm going uh, back to the phone mount. Oh, is that Ram that, ass? Is that the X one <laughs> that yeah. holds that X yeah. thing? Yeah, you got to have the you got to have a condom wrapped around it so it doesn't fall <laughs> off. Dude, I had one of those sons of bitches, and Did I watched my phone? phone do cartwheels <laughs> off my handlebars doing forty miles an hour. Hey, I'll do you one better. Motion. I'll do you one better. Mine fucking dialed nine one one on me three times. Oh my and god! The fucking dispatcher picked up and called me back because I could not pick up the phone while I was <laughs> while I was going, and they're like, wow. "What's your emergency?" I'm like, "Sir, I'm sorry." <laughs> Said my phone just butt dialed 911. I had the cop show up to my house one time because my kid dialed 911. <laughs> that happened to us too. Yeah. They actually came in and searched the house. <laughs> Damn. So we yeah. were out back we were out back in our yard. This is I think earlier this year. And I think one of the kids got a hold of my wife's cell phone and dialed nine one one and cop came out and ah. came to the backyard to see what our problem was. Like, were you no standing problem. were you standing in your boulevard? No, in the backyard. Dude, oh, I came door. down the steps and saw all those cops at the front door. I was ready to bounce out the back. <laughs> I was like, what the, the hell? back window. Shit has gone awry. <laughs> I need to R U N O N T. I need to bounce. I'm not Snuckle Mike, word of the week. It's like Jeff, you over your mind. The word of the day is N I my table. <laughs> are, you, are you talking what? about Tony's creaky table? It, it no, it's e, in in I my table. In my table? In my in, table. Yeah, I, you can you can have it in your table. You can have it in your lap. You can have it wherever you want it. But this is in my table. Um, is it an see, adverb? I, no, it's actually an adject, adjective. Oh. Um, I'm going to spell it for you. That way I want whoever's hearing to know how it's spelled. So it's I-N-I-M upside down E, T upside down E, B upside down E, L. Uh, pronunciation, I think, would be N I'm schwa schwa to schwa but schwa L. Inevitable? In in it could be inevitable. I don't see a V in there, but it could be. Um, it's an adjective. It's a Latin. Comes from Latin, fifteenth century, one five. Uh, definition. First definition is unique and beyond imitation and the second definition is impossible to duplicate or copy oh. uh, if you don't get it i'm going to use examples in a sentence please that would be okay. helpful uh vermers <laughs> vermers works are unparalleled because of his masterly in my table ability to paint light his legendary skills on the electric guitar are in my table i'll never be that good how are you supposed to paint light you can't you can't paint no light you can paint uh, light. it's too fast it is 
It is. Hey, whenever you as a kid, did you ever try to shut the light switch off and get into bed before the light went out? <laughs> I no. always failed. I will tell you, though. Never successful. Given today's technology, if you have LED bulbs in your house, you can turn the switch off, and it's got a little bit of a delay before it powers oh. all the way down. So technically, you could get from the light switch to your bed before the light went completely out. I can do it now because I can just ask Alexa to turn it off. <laughs> Keep it dirty, riders, and we'll see you next time on the FDB Podcast.